Praise God. Man. Praise the Lord forevermore. Is everybody happy tonight? Happy, happy, happy? Praise God. Got all your Christmas shopping done? No? I pray none of you have to go to San Antonio for anything. Blessings upon you, my child. I was there yesterday, and I didn't handle it well. I, I, I don't, I, I'm telling you, I, if I had to go and drive in San Antonio traffic every day, I, I couldn't do it. I, I, I'm just not cut out for it. There's no grace upon me to do it. If I, had, if I thought that every day I was going to get off work, working you know, my eight hours and go out and get in the car and then just creep through traffic, and people don't know how to drive. People got no sense, no sense whatsoever. And if I thought I had to face that, I would, I would, rather, I would rather dig post holes, you know, than to live in that mess. I don't know how they do it. Or just live where I had to work. <laughs> Something, so I didn't have to get in that traffic. But anyway, glory to God, that's another subject. That's another. Okay, so tonight, I'm going to do something tonight with y'all. I'm going to be, you know, like you see when they're doing elections and, and they have the, the they get a, a crowd of people in there and they're like polling, you know, and they, they you know, like the, the guy speaks, you know, the, the, the presidential candidate speaks and then they say, you know, we're going to take it to what did you think of this point right here? How many of you like this? So I'm going to use y'all as my, my litmus test tonight to, uh, about what I'm launching off in. I'm going to do it anyway, but I just kind of like, to know that I have y'all's faith behind me and they're saying, yes, pastor. Then, well, pastor, he's coming up another one, you know. So, so I want to talk to you tonight about the plan. Everybody say the plan. Okay, so I just really believe in simple things. You know, I believe the simple things work in life. I don't believe it's the, uh, you know, that, that people are going to stick with something that's really difficult or really, you know, whatever. It's just the simple things in life. We do the simple things, and we do those simple things over and over and over again, and I believe they have a blessing in us. And last week, I talked to you all about faith, and I was, I, I've just been stirred in my heart that, that we do things. Um, every morning, I brew my coffee the same. Since Scotty gave me a package of coffee over here, that's why I'm thinking coffee in the brain. But I brew my coffee the same. I do it exactly the same. Like there's no, like I, 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 I get, I have fits if anything is out of order. I don't know if I make the perfect cup of coffee. It's a perfect cup of coffee for me. I love it. But I, I stir it with the same spoon every morning. I'm serious. I have my own spoon. Okay, it sits right there. I can say that when my wife wasn't here and I was a ho when she was over in Hawaii for that, that week when I was alone, the coffee was better because I don't wash the coffee pot, the little, little brewer. I don't wash it. I don't wash my coffee cup. I don't wash the spoon. I think it gets better. But she insists on it has to be washed. But uh, so that kind of messes things up. But anyway, and I think part of that's just because I'm too lazy to wash it. And so I just rinse it out and throw the grounds out. And so it's probably that that I convince myself. But anyway, back to the story. 
I'm just convinced that, you know, this is the way I do it. I mean, the water has to be just right. The, 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 it's just a certain amount of grounds. It's a certain, I stir it a certain way. I even stir it a certain direction. I'm serious about this. I mean, I'm, I'm making my perfect cup of coffee. It ain't nothing brewed up in some pot over there. I mean, I'm making myself a little French press, my perfect coffee. And so I do it exactly the same way. And so anyway, I, I, I change coffees now and then. Okay, but I mean, I'm still going to make that next cup exactly the same way, all right? So anyway, and so what's funny about that is my wife bought a new grinder, and, and it, was just, it was a different kind of a grinder, and she bought this grinder, and I ground the coffee, and I made it just like I do every morning, and a cup of coffee wasn't good. And I said, what's the deal? You know, and I realized it was grinding the coffee different, and grinding the coffee different made it taste different. I didn't know that. I learned something new, Okay. So I, then I figured out the new grinder, knew what it needed to do, added a little here, made a little bit of a bigger heap, you know, and then all of a sudden, boom, had my back to my cup of coffee. Okay, so, but it, it's like I do it, I do it, it's, it's, I mean, I go in there, I don't think, I don't even have to think it's a habit. You know what I'm saying? I just, I go in there, I do the same thing. I put the coffee pot, I get the water, put the dill in there, put it on there, turn the thing on, you know, then I'm over here doing this and I do that. Then I go shave and I come back and I go right there. Then the water's ready and I do. And so if, if, if Laura's in there, because I'm always up before, and if she gets up, if something happens, she's up before I am, and I get in there and then it, it, it disturbs my routine. Okay, and then I'm like freaking a little bit because I'm like, okay, okay, it's not, I can do this. All right. All right. So, but what I'm saying is if I go about it and it, and it just, it's, it's, it's routine. Okay. I'll tell you all even something crazier because of Lex's teaching on starting on creating new neurons in your brain. So I was thinking about that and, and, and he's talking about doing it as a habit and I'm totally right hand dominant. I can't do anything on my left hand. I mean, I do notice that I do do things with my left hand, but not normally. So I started trying to stir my coffee with my left hand. And, and I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I mean, I, that spoon would just clank around back and I'd try to get it in there. Man, I couldn't make it. Until finally I taught myself. I used, okay, now you can do it, Robert. Here we go. Creating a new neuron path right here. Man, I'm going to be smarter because I can stir my coffee now. But I can only do it counterclockwise with my left hand. I can't make my hand go clockwise, so I have to stir my coffee counterclockwise. And so now... I'm convinced that left-handed counterclockwise is the way you stir coffee. So anywho, and I have a fit when I can't find my spoon. It's got to be this one spoon. It's only one. So anyway, but what I'm saying is I do it without thinking. And it's simple. It's not complicated. It's simple. I do the plan to make my coffee. It's simple. And so anyway, I had a had a... a moment with the Lord the other night, or, and he was speaking to me about this plan, and it's so simple. And when I say it to you, when I tell you all what we're going to do and what I'm going to put forth, y'all are going to laugh. You're gonna, you're, there's going to be a part of you saying, oh, brother, you know, like this. But there's something to it because, see, I have faith that when I make that coffee just like I'm going to make it, it's going to be the perfect cup or the cup that's perfect for me. Are you with me? I don't question it because I did it by faith. When I know when I taste that coffee, it is going to be my cup of coffee. 
right? Faith is involved in it. Faith is involved in everything that we do. And so if you take something that God's doing or God's saying or we're going with it and you don't put faith into it, what's going to happen is it's just going to be it's going to be stale. And you may think in your mind, oh, it's so simple. Like some of y'all are laughing at me making my coffee. But I'm telling you, I'm not stirring my coffee any other way than left-handed counterclockwise. Because my faith is I believe it. I'm, I'm going to tell you this also. You gotta, you're going to laugh at this. And I only stir it with a silver spoon. You know why? Because one time I was in Guatemala and I got to go on the tour of the coffee plantation. And the place where they brew the beans for Starbucks, the coffee maestro, who is the guy that tests all the coffee to see if it meets the standard to be sold from their plantation, made a cup of coffee in front of me. And he said, never stir your coffee except with a silver spoon. And I said, why? And he says, it changes the taste. I can tell y'all, there's something to it. Now, just listen to this. So I believe that. My faith is in it. Are y'all following me? My faith is in it. What you believe in, and when you're believing in what God's Word says, it's going to come to pass because God's Word never fails. But you got to have faith in it. If, if you believed John, uh, excuse me, Romans chapter 10, verse 9, that if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, a person will be saved. If you believe that, you read the scriptures, you believe it, then you're going to tell somebody, well, look, well, how, how do you get saved? Somebody says, how do I get saved? You say, well, you confess with your mouth and you believe in your heart. The faith on the inside of you connects with the power of God and salvation comes into your life. Your faith is what energizes it. Your faith is what, what makes it go. And so what I'm going to show y'all, what I'm going to tell you what the plan is, some of y'all are already operating in it. And so you're going to say, oh, but I'm telling you, the majority of the world's not. And so um, before I go on, let me just give it to you, okay, because y'all are all sitting there wondering what's, what I'm coming up with. Go to Isaiah 62.10, and I'll show you what the Lord spoke to me. And you're going to hear more of this, because I'm going to have to be preaching this on Sunday mornings after Christmas, going into the new year. Isaiah 62.10, I was reading it the other day. The Holy Spirit just pounded this in me. It was, it was this... It opened up, I'm telling you, there's, it, I'm going to show you what God said to me. But it says, Isaiah 60 to 10. It says, go through, go through the gates. Prepare the way for the people. Build up, build up the highway. Take out the stones, lift up a banner for the people. And the Lord just spoke to me, so this is what I want you to do in 2019. I said, okay, well, what do you want me to do? I mean, I... The, the, <laughs> Got to give me a little more definition than this. He said to me, he wants to open up the gates into people's lives. He wants to have fellowship with people. He wants to have fellowship with you and everybody else out there in the world. He wants to have fellowship with them. But he's, it's as if I felt the Spirit saying they're not, they're not putting themselves in the position for me to fellowship with them. They're not coming and, and allowing the gates to open in their lives so that I can flood into them and minister to them and speak to them and speak to their families. And so he told me, he said, said I, want, I, want to, I want families to open the gates of their heart and their lives for me 
so that I can come flooding in. I said, okay, Lord, how are you going to do that? And this is what he told me, okay? He said, this is the plan. I want you to get people to sit down with me and read their Bibles. I said, well, Lord, most people do. He said, no, I want you to take people differently. I want you to show them something, and I want you to present. I'm just telling you the whole plan, and then I want to explain it to you in the Scriptures here. He said, I want you to get people to sit down, and I want you to have family units sit down and read one chapter a week that everyone in the whole church, everyone in the world that views the website or the phone app is going to be reading the same chapter every week. I want them to sit down, and then I want them to do three things. I want them to ask themselves, what is it saying? Then ask them, what, is it meaning, what does it mean to them? And then ask them how they can share that with any of their friends. Three simple things. What do you see in it? What is it saying to you? And what are you going to do with it? Just three simple things. And I'm going to do it one chapter every week. And so I said, well, Lord, you know, I, I mean, I, I'm kind of crazy. Why am I arguing with the Lord? But I am. I'm not arguing with him. I'm questioning. I'm not questioning that I'm not going to do it. I'm just questioning like Mary said, how is this going to be? <laughs> it's not that I'm doubting it, but how am I going to become pregnant and what you're saying, you know? I'm not Zacchaeus is saying, I mean, Zechariah is saying, that ain't going to work, right? I'm Mary saying, how? And I just believe with all of my heart that something's about to change. And I believe with all of my heart the change that's coming is simply this. People are going to become aware of God in their midst. And as people become aware of God in their midst, then what's going to happen is, they're going to start to have that connection, and it's going to be the Holy Ghost speaking to the people. So imagine this. I'm not going to say, you got to do it this way or that way. I'm going to throw it open and say, this is the chapter that we're going to read for the week. So let's just say I give you Genesis 1. So it's the whole chapter of Genesis 1. If you just sat down and read it, it would take three minutes, max. But you may want to break it up. Maybe you're... Maybe you're different. Wiley's going to think different than I'm going to think. Maybe y'all want to divide it up and say, okay, well, we're going to take a portion of it every day. Or maybe you're going to wait and knock it all out one time. Maybe, I don't know. Everybody's going to, I'm just going to say, this is it. By the end of the week, you're going to, should have finished the chapter and you're going to have a new chapter next week to sit down as a family unit. Now, for those people that are single, what they're going to do is they're going to get with somebody, whether it's a friend, a relative, or whatever. And see, i got to think about this. You don't even have to be there together. You could do it over the phone. You could get in there and you could say, look, you read the chapter, I read the chapter, and then I'm going to call you at 10 o'clock. And at 10 o'clock, we're going to have a 15-minute discussion on what did that chapter say to you? Well, I read it this morning, and it said, you know, I was noticing that when God made everything, he made everything good. Golly, he made everything good. 
So he made me, so he must have made me good. That's right. That's what God was speaking to me. I'm a good thing. He made me, I'm a good thing. You're a good thing. I'm a good thing. We're a good thing. Well, what are we going to do about it? Oh, we're going to tell everybody. Did you know when God made you, you're a good thing? You're a good thing. Way to go, good thing. Give me a high five, good thing. Okay? And, and, and the Holy Spirit said to me, when they do this, when they do this, I am going to flood into their life because they've opened the gate to me. Now think about, think about like a family unit that's maybe got division in it. But what if they sat down and put their faith in that God was going to speak to them? If you're there in Isaiah 62, flip over to uh, 66, 1. Isaiah 66, 1 says, Heaven is my throne and earth is my footstool. Where is the house that you will build me? And where is the place of my rest? For all those things my hand has made, all those things exist, says the Lord. But on this one I will look, on him who is poor and of a contrite spirit and who trembles at my word. The, the Hebrew word there for tremble, it means to, reverent, to have reverence or honor. Have reverence or honor. I hear so many excuses for not reading the Bible. I don't understand it. It's not really my thing. I don't da-da-da-da-da-da-da. But I'm believing that if all of us get behind this and all of us put some faith in it, and believe God for people. I believe that if a, if, if, if a family unit sits down, or however it works in amongst what that looks like, singles or marrieds or whatever, but if a, if, if, a, if a unit will put faith in that God is going to speak to them, they're going to see God Almighty is going to speak to them through that scripture. Jesus said in John 6, 63, the words that I speak, their spirit in their life, and it's going to come into them, and I believe it's going to heal the family rifts. I believe it could make teenagers, crazy teenagers, get back together. I believe it could, because, uh, man, folks, listen to me. I am not unusual, and God speaks to me every morning. I'm not, I'm not exceptional. And every, every time I sit down at the Word and read the Word, God speaks to me. It's not another booming, audible voice that comes to me. It's this word jumps out to me, and I'm like, oh, wow. Look what you're saying here. And if families were doing that, individuals were doing that, now there's something, there's something, and I, 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 I know that where there's two or more gathered together, he's there in their midst, but there's something about sharing it. There's something about that, that, that God is saying in this dynamic of sharing it. Okay, now it's a part of making a disciple. You're, you're, you're sharing the word, but I, I believe that we've got to, first off, we've got to get the family unit. We've got to get us as individuals hearing God's voice from the word of God, or it's not going to be effective. Because what you're going to do is you're going to learn the word. You're going to, you're going to, you're going to get in the word, and then you're going to, you're going to approach it intellectually and miss the Spirit speaking to you on the level of spirit to spirit, you're going to be trying to go through your head with it. And when you do that, you're not going to find a good result because what's going to happen, you're just going to intellectually be approaching everything. When you meet Jesus when you die and you go to heaven, 
and you meet Jesus, do you think you're going to approach him intellectually? So then why should we approach Jesus intellectually here? I'm not saying we don't use our brains. I'm not saying we don't think. But I'm talking about it's not in your head. It's in your heart. It's in your faith. And the dynamic that has to change in our church is that we all have to get so excited about having faith in the word that it becomes contagious on others. And as we do that, then what will happen was people that see what's going on in your family are going to say, hey, man, hey, dude, how, how is that working? How are you doing that? What's going on with you? I just read my Bible. Just goes and talk to him. God's speaking to me. What? And then it's going to start to go, and then it's going to start to happen, and then all of a sudden people are going, and then you're making disciples by what they're seeing, the fruit coming from your own life. So then you meet. So I'm walking down the street, and I see Wiley. I say, hey, Wiley, how's the plan going? That's why I like this word, the plan. How's the plan going? He said, man, I was reading the plan this morning. Whoo, got a whopper. Way to go, Wiley. What was it? He shares it with me. Somebody over here says, what are you all talking about? Ah, oh, we were reading the plan. What's the plan? Now, I don't know if I can pull this off, but I just got inspired during praise and worship thinking about this, you know, because I've seen this before. Um, some people have showed me before YouTube videos of different things people doing, but I got to thinking about, man, I might, I don't know that I can pull it off, but I want to attempt it. I might video myself every morning or every week, once a week, when I'm going through the plan myself, and then just launch that out. And I may do it wherever I'm at. So if I'm in San Antonio traffic, I just may be sitting there saying, yeah, <laughs> I'm in San Antonio traffic right now, and bless God, I am so glad I read the plan this morning, because it's telling me to have patience, and I'm not having much patience now. So that everybody can say, wait a minute, this is not for some... You know, you don't have to light the candles and, and have this, 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 you know, all the music in the background playing and everything has to be perfect. No, you're going to go through the plan. You're, it's for every day. It's for every, wherever you are, whatever you're doing at that moment. That's what we've got to understand. That's what we've got to get. That's what we've got to get our faith sunk down into. I, I, I told Wiley this before. So I keep talking about Wiley because I was just visiting with him just a minute ago. But uh, I was putting a water line in today. And... Uh, uh, it's, you know, I, I, I'm 50-50 on plumbing. I don't know why. I kind of have a curse on plumbing. I'm 50-50. I don't know why. Sometimes just to glue a piece of PVC pipe, which is the simplest thing on the face of the earth, I stand a 50-50 chance it's going to work. I don't know why. I, I've tried to break the curse. I've spoken over it. I pray over it. I have, I have to use immense amount of faith to make anything work that is dealing with plumbing. And so anyway, I had a situation where I broke this line that I was taught, preached on the other night, and it was, you know, it was like this. And so, you know, in the ditch, one was lower than the other, and I had to try to figure that out. I knew there was going to be pressure on it, and so I worked, and I dug, and I got all this stuff out because I know I need the best optimum uh, situation if I'm going to make it work. And so, anyway, I glued it all together and then waited. Uh, you know, you just, I don't know what they say, 7 to 14 minutes or 15 minutes is what the can says you're supposed to be glued. I don't trust any of that, you know. So I left it all overnight because I wasn't going to take it. Glue, just get solid as you can, boy. And so I checked it this morning, and sure enough, it worked. And then, uh, so I said, great, now i got to put the pipe on, the rest of it going on down. And so I just did three joints. It ain't no big deal. Three joints of PVC pipe. It ain't no big deal, you know? And so I glued them all together, put it all in there. Then I got to looking at the ditch, and I said, you know, I mean, I'm going to take all options out of having a problem here, and there's rock, you know, I'm all in the middle of rock. And so I went and got the rocks out of the ditch, got the dip pipe down there, dug some dirt, 
and put it with a shovel, with a shovel. I mean, shovels don't fit my hands. And I had to try to figure out how to get that shovel to fit my hand, you know what? So I got the shovel, shoveled the dirt, got it all down there, walked on top of it. I mean, I was doing everything. I mean, I was doing this like I was doing it for, for the most professional plumbing job ever in the world because I knew if I didn't, something's going to go wrong. Rock will fall in there. I'll run over it and break the whole pipe, whatever. So anyway, I got this all done, got it all laid out, put the hydrant on the end of it, got it all in there. Everything was dry. Went over there, turned the water on, uh, walked over to the hydrant that I'd put in, which is just 60 feet away from where it was going to. Turn the hydrant on, a bunch of air shot out, and then not a drip of water. So I'm like, this is straight one-inch line. How could I not have water coming out of it? This is unbelievable. I figured something would, like, didn't glue and would shoot off. Not nothing would happen. So I thought, well, did I turn that valve on? So I walked over there and looked, and the valve was on. I thought, well, maybe there's something wrong with this. So I turned the valve on, and it was working. So then I had a hydrant over here that... And it was before the line, and so I turned it on. Sure enough, there's water. I thought, this is ridiculous. And so I go back over there, and I turn the valve again, and I go back over there, turn on the hydrant, nothing. Not even a drip. Won't even one speck of water come out. And I'm like, so I'm, not, I'm telling myself the whole time, don't get mad. Just stay with it. Come on, you can do it, buddy. You're bigger than this. You're bigger than this. In the name of Jesus, you know. And so I go over there, I get some water and drinking some water and thinking, how could this, this is ridiculous. How could this not work? So I go back and I check everything. So I turn the valve on again, you know, and do everything out there and got water. So I thought the only thing I can possibly come up with is something was in the line, stopped up the water hydrant. But I'm like, how often does that happen? So I turn the water off. I go over, get the wrenches on. Now, you got to understand, because I don't trust PVC joints, I have already got this thing Teflon taped and... I put the, the plumber's pookie on there, right? And I put a lot on there. It's everywhere. And I hate getting that stuff on me because it makes my hand all sticky and whatever, you know. So anyway, I, you know. But I got it on there. It's gobbed on there. It looks like a honeybee. Hive right there. So I said, okay. So I take it all off. Water starts to come out in the deal. Take it off. You know. All right. Go over there. Turn the valve on. Just blew water out that thing. Stuff flew out of that line, and I take the, I take the hydrant, and I look in the end of it, and it's completely plugged with something that was in that pipe. It's weird, something completely plugged in there, so tight that I had to go get a welding rod and try to dig it out. I mean, it is shoved in there, stuff. Something I don't know what it was. While I'm digging it out, the Holy Ghost hits me and said. Yeah, you need to pray for Ed right now. Ed Johns, who had a heart attack, and they put three stents in him. And, and, and water line, blood, plug, stop, hole. And the Holy Ghost says, you need to pray for him right now. I said, okay, because I'd prayed for him earlier, but I said, all right, good point here, Lord. I got the message. Pull the thing out. Started praying for him. Blessed him. Prayed over it all. He said, I, 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 I don't even question it anymore. You know, you used to, used to sit around and think about, well, God, did you put a, you know, a squirrel in a pipe that is going to cut some deal out there? They got some stuff in my deal so that they said you're going to come out. I don't even think about it anymore. I just say, God, Holy Ghost speaking to me. It's alive and well, so what? Who cares? I don't know. I'll make this deal. So then I said to the Holy Ghost, okay, <clears throat> since I did what you wanted me to do, now can you make sure that this doesn't leak? 
taped it all back up again, wiped it all off, taped it all back up again, put some more pookie on, screw it down there. Perfect. But I'm telling you, I believe with all of my heart, those things happen to me because I read my Bible. By faith, to see that God's going to move. It's a living, he wants to speak to us at all times and be with us, but we have to open up the gate. And so what we're going to be doing in 2019 is trying to get people to understand this and open the gates of their life to let the Holy Ghost come in, and he's going to do it through one chapter a week. Now, this is the other exciting thing, because we're going to launch this out over the Internet. It's going to go out over the broadcast. It's going to go out over the app. It's going to go out over the... I'm believing people all over the world are going to grab hold of this. And when we get to heaven, we find out that there's a whole community over in Russia or the Ukraine or you know wherever that got hold of this and started doing this, and the Holy Ghost was speaking to them, and no telling what could happen and what could have started and what could have gone on, because it's not going to be just us. It's going to be worldwide. But I need y'all to have faith in this with me. I need y'all to know to, to have faith and to be believing that we're people that are going to tremble at his word. We're people that are going to honor his word. And that as we honor the Lord, by doing that, a miracle is going to take place. How's it hit you? The plan. Who's going to call it the plan? I'm not going to come up with some great name. Is it the plan? That's the plan. That's the name. That's the plan. So you can just say, hey, how are you doing with the plan this week? What's that? The plan. Now, I've got a whole bunch of more, more stuff about you know, how we're going to build up and how we're going to remove the stones and how we're going to wave the banner. I've got a bunch more stuff on that for later. But part of removing the stones is just making it simple. We do not want to make it complicated. It's got to be simple. And I think, you know, I mean, I even picked a couple of big chapters and, and, and you know, four minutes to read it. I mean, give yourself 10 minutes, 15 to discuss it. It's not asking a whole lot. But if we do the one simple thing, then the Holy Ghost can flood in with the big things. The hardest thing for me to do is to come up with the chapters because I sat down immediately and started writing chapters down and said, oh, well, we've got to, I mean, if they're going to do, I'm going to have 52 chapters, oh, we're going to have to have this one, this one, this one, oh, this one, this one, this one. So I ended up with like, you know, 85. And then so the, then the Holy Ghost jumped on me because I was trying to plan this all day. He says, it's the word. It's all alive. Just give them, just, just do it. Just give me 52. And I was like, yeah, but I don't want to take that one out. And, you know, it's like trying to figure out your favorite gun. <laughs> so I'm trying to get some help and trying to get that all lined up. But I know all I have to do is come up with four to start out with, and then I've got a month, then going from there. So. I want to ask you guys to just be praying about this and be believing that this is something that God is going to use. And I say our faith will overcome anything. I say our faith and our agreement and our excitement and us waving the banner of the plan is going to, is going to do giant things. You know that, you know that when... I've told this before, but when uh, 
You know, as a church, we struggled every week for years and, and enough tithes and offerings to, to just function. And uh, we had forever taken 10% of the offering, the, the offering that came into the church on Sunday morning, put that in an outreach account, and then we used that money for outreach. That's what we did forever. When I became pastor, I just kept doing it because that's what I'd seen happen, and that's what I did. And one day, sitting in the HEB parking lot, I'd go drive you right over there right now and show you exactly where I was sitting. I was sitting there talking, and just, just, just she was shopping, and I was outside the truck talking to the Lord. And he said to me, do you want to get out of this financial hole you're in? We weren't in a financial hole. We just didn't have any money. We just every week was just trying to get to the end of the week. And I said, well, of course I want to. And he said, take that 10% you're getting and give it away. I said, what do we do? He says, no, you're still in control. He said, you take that 10% and you sow it. I said, well, where am I going to sow it to? And he said, well, what's the dearest to your heart? I said, orphans. He said, okay, then sow it right there to orphans. No question, 10%, you tithe. And I want to tell you all that this year we sowed more money into the world as a church than we've ever sowed. And we have more money in our accounts today than we've ever had in our accounts. And that is only because I took the simple plan that the Lord said I was obedient to it. Everybody got behind it. God blessed us. And we continue to go on. Somebody asked me the other day, because it was a pastor, and he, was, he was talking about just hoping they could meet their financial budgets, and they said, he said, how do, you, how do you do it? I said, I just give. Give to I can't give no more. They're like, oh, okay. Because it doesn't make any sense. When you're trying to obtain a goal for your budget, and you're going to give to get there, but it works. So... I'm believing the same miracle. We're going to get people to read a chapter as a family unit, discuss it, and I'm believing for the same miracle of prosperity, meaning all prosperity, to come into those families in such a way that they're going to know. They're going to, not, they're going to say, hey, hey, I don't care what's going on this week. we got to read. What are you doing? We're going to, no, cut the TV off, man. We're going here because life has been enriched ever since we did this. We found a treasure trove here we got to read this chapter. And then they may say, well, we're once doing so good, let's read 10. Whatever. You follow what I'm saying? That's what I'm believing, that families would get so excited that like, man, I just can't wait to go to bed so I can wake up the next morning to dig more treasure. I believe it. I've seen miracles, just like finances in this church. I've seen it happen because we were faithful to do what God said. And I believe with all of my heart, he spoke to me about this as much as he did about giving and I believe with all of my heart, it's going to go crazy. Now, just, I've, I've run these scenarios through my mind. The Lord, this is the Seth Robert, okay? Because I get excited about it. I get to thinking about, wow, all these things happening. Okay, so what, TBN calls me. Pastor Richards, we've been seeing this amazing results coming on. We would like to see, can you come to us and explain to us what's going on? Oh, my God. And I sit in front of the television set, and I'm on national TV. And they said, so what do you do? Well, I, I got the church to read one chapter a, a week. Uh, yes, but what was the dynamic of that? Uh, it was the Holy Ghost. He just, he just came in. Just like I tell you when people say, how are you doing this? How do you do this financial stuff? How is this happening? I, I just give. What do you mean? I give. 
The Lord tells me where to give, and I give. I, I just give. I take a check, write it out. Usually, you usually write a check. It's important. Use a black pen, write it out. Still do cursive. Yeah, we. That may be a key. I don't know. I haven't delved into that. We write the check out cursive, and put it over there, and then we sign it, and we give it. Do you see what I'm saying? How simple it is. People, what are they, how, who's going to want to listen to this? They're going to say, well, that's not, I mean, that wasn't like, you know, big, you didn't see have a burning bush out in front of the church and then, no, 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 we just started reading our Bible on faith and God started speaking to us. I think that's his, it's, I call it the plan, but I really think it's his plan that all scripture is given by inspiration. Is that not hilarious? I would love to do it. I pray it happens because I would love to just sit there and look at it. Well, what do you do, Pastor Rich? I, I just got the church. We all got in faith and got to read, we read a chapter a week. Have y'all had this phenomenal growth that things going on? Millions of people have come to the Lord because of this. Yeah, we just read the Bible. Listen to what the Holy Ghost says. And yeah, yeah. Families are being so, what about the miracle healings? Yeah, I mean, it's amazing. Things are just going on. People are going, that unbelievable testimony is coming back in. Yeah, yeah. I just read the Bible and listened to the Holy Ghost and then did what he said. It would be so cool. I just can't wait. It would be so cool. Just blow everybody's mind. What did you do? I just read the Bible. Are you all with me? So I'm just believing. Like I said, I'm excited. I can see the potential of this. I can see what God's going to do. I can just see it. I can see it. It's no formula, no great big, it's just a plan. Amen? So I, 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 I covet your prayers. I covet your faith. Uh, we're going to launch off. I guess it'll be the sixth. Is is the sixth the first Sunday? How does the how does the first work? Is that right? The sixth will be the first Sunday in January. Okay. So then we have this coming Sunday. Oh, we have a thirtieth. Okay. So we got the twenty third and the thirtieth. And then the sixth will be then. Okay, so we've got two more Sundays, and then comes that. So I'm going to keep, on Wednesday night, keep talking to you all about this because I want you all, you all are the home crowd and, and the, the, the faithful, and I want to keep talking about this to you all to get you all going and then start launching out on Sunday and, and doing more and more and, and so that we can have somebody to understand what's going on. When they say, what is this plan pastor's talking about? You can say, hey, let me tell you. <laughs> Here you go. So we've got some other people to help make this all work. Amen? Amen. Now, um, so praise God. Well, let's take up our offering, Bill. Uh, we'll get you an offering envelope. But the other thing I want to tell you is we're not going to have church next Wednesday night. Okay? Because that's, that's right after Christmas. It would be Tuesday and so Wednesday. I know a lot of people are going to be out, whatever, and so we're just not going to do Wednesday, that Wednesday. And we'll be back Sunday. We're here Sunday, next Sunday, but we're just not going to do next Wednesdays. Okay? So we will do the following Wednesday, which would be the first, right? Second? Yeah. So maybe we'll do that Wednesday, but we're not going to do this Wednesday. Amen? Okay. So put your hand on your offerings. Father, I just declare in Jesus' name, I thank you for, for your plan. Your plan always works. And I just declare right now, Lord, your plan for prosperity works. As we give, you said it'd be given unto us, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. And so, Lord, I just declare 
In Jesus' name, these are the most blessed people on the face of the earth. They're going to have the most blessed Christmas they ever had. It's the most blessed time that we've ever walked in, Lord. And I praise you and I thank you for it, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Hello, this is Robert Richards, and you're listening to The Waterhole, our weekly broadcast, which is now available on iTunes and all major podcast platforms. You can also watch the weekly video broadcast on our YouTube channel. Links in the description. I pray this has been a blessing to you. And if you've enjoyed this message, please share this with a friend. God bless you. And remember, no matter where you are and what you've done, Jesus loves you.